tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink.
border because I'm not getting a test. I don't have a passport. Uh, I'm not on board with any of it. I tried to go Christmas shopping across a bridge that's five minutes from my house uh, yesterday. I entered a place without the mask. Hey, do you have your mask? Nope. Is it in your car? No. Can I get you one? No. Um, am I still shopping here? No. I had to leave. And and that's where we're at, bro. And I know that you're on uh, the left coast. And right now they're kind of mirroring each other. The mask mandates are back. Uh, I just saw that you got an upcoming event, several in Buffalo. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, man. I never even thought about that. I got to ask, man. I got to ask because, yeah, I can't do that. I can't be a part of that. And, you know, it's very simple, dude. If you take a look at, like, what's going on here, we have a kind of a, a split between the country, I believe most of the country, and small, po small pockets. And by small pockets, I mean these giant metropolises such as L.A., San Francisco, New York City, and Chicago. And why are these important? Well, because these are very powerful economies that these these giant globalists want to control. So they want to run out everybody out of these cities and then basically turn them into like a corporate smart city where they they own and run everything. And I don't see how these places are, are going to be able to change. I don't see how because of the people who move here. I have this thing I call them baited dictators, right? I think inside a lot of people, there's like these mini dictators and uh, people want power. They want wealth. They want to, you know, be wanted by the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on what you're into okay and that drives a certain group of people to go to certain places new york city la home of uh entertainment uh money power all that stuff san francisco is the uh you know the silicon valley and then you have chicago which is also like either the second or the third biggest market in the country these are giant economies that betas move to to grow up and be able to show everybody from high school how wrong they were about them it is almost impossible to get these people to admit that they are wrong it's almost impossible. They they are their whole identity is built on conformity. What they bring to the 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 equation is conformity. They have intelligence versus smarts. And I've been talking a lot about that on my show. What is intelligence versus smarts? It is data versus experience and knowledge. Okay. And you could have all the data in the world. Most people like Sam Harris, right? I've been watching him go after uh, uh, Joe Rogan about his interview with the doctor on uh, on whole thing. And Sam Harris hasn't experienced jack shit in his life, right? But he's an expert in everything because he can write a million papers and he understands data, meaning data, meaning not necessarily the numbers because he's not looking at the real numbers. Because if he was looking at the real numbers, he wouldn't be saying his dumb shit he is in his in his tweets. What he's looking at is the data in what he's doing is he's conforming to the narrative of the people who have the money and the power. Well, let's he's talk not about really that for being a second. honest. Like the narrative data, right? For instance, yeah. um, just this week in this whole COVID-1984 nightmare, Johnson & Johnson kind of got the shaft, right? And this shows that these predators will cut into each other. They don't give a rat's ass. They will throw you They the don't wolf. care at all. At all. So, you know, Johnson & Johnson had the vector-based shot, 
And because it wasn't as heavily aligned with the military-industrial complex, and don't get me wrong, it is, but it's not Moderna. It's not literally DARPA, right? Um, They decided, okay, we know that we're going to have to show the data as, you know, we have Japan and all these other uh, large governments now talking about at least putting labels for things like myocarditis and heart failure, sudden cardiac arrest on these things. Unbelievable. But... The headline comes, right? Oh, now we have to put warnings. They're saying maybe not the Johnson Johns because they've had nine deaths. Now, if you believe that it's only been nine deaths without seeing the actual data sets, right? The raw data that everybody should get that Peter Doshi of the British Medical Journal is asking for and is clearly telling you we do not have access to instead of the narrative data sets, which is basically you have to trust the CDC who looked at some documents and then their reporting is going to tell you that. So it's kind of like, you know, you know these layers of deception, right? So you have one data set that we'll never see We have to trust that that data set was interpreted correctly by the CDC and then given to the people. And then someone like Sam Harris will become a parrot of that information. 100%. That becomes the authoritative source. And we're beholden, you know, to get back to your smart cities, this is announced. Guys, when we talk, I saw Kamala Harris, for instance. Um, I was watching uh, just a piece of that Charlemagne the God show because I like late night South Park. As terrible as that's gotten as well. But I, Sounds I'm watch- like you hate yourself. <laughs> I might hate myself watching that. So I'm watching it, and I see that he's got Kamala Harris on. And at first, I'm like, man, this is almost, it's pretty unwatchable, right? Kamala Harris is very disdainful. I'm sorry, I don't know much about Charlemagne the God other than The Breakfast Club, but that show is so bigoted and racially motivated i can't believe it's on television and and i'm sorry but it is it's it's just it's hateful it, towards it, large jason it makes sense when you look when you study cultural marxism it totally makes sense because that that leads to fighting right like you and i like oh they're so that's what they want they want fighting and these people don't realize that they're playing into this whole thing where they're just divide and conquer and that's what all this this cultural Marxism, and you know, when you say this stuff, you know, people are going to Google it and they're going to look up and they're going to see anti-Semitism over and over again because they don't want you looking into this. They don't want you looking into what is being done by BlackRock in real time, which is their environmental, social, uh, corporate governance. It says right in it, corporate governance, which is basically the corporations governing everything. It's right there. And if you don't hit their numbers when they, they do a test on you, they won't do business with you. You're talking about two companies, BlackRock and Vanguard, that literally, and if you throw State Street into most of them, you're talking about three companies that own anywhere up to 30% of every major corporation in every major sector of every major continent. It's the dude. This is this is the dude. Fascism is not going to come in the form of a Mussolini or a Hitler. It's going to come in the form of corporations, in particular, two of them. And that's what's happening right now. Full on corporatocracy. So we're in this era of what, what I call non-business business. OK, that's why when you watch television and you watch movies and you're like, who'd they make this movie for? Not you or me. They made it for the people who own everything. Everything. That's who they made it for. Okay. George Carlin used to have a big joke about like he used to talk about how television is about entertaining you. It's about the ads. 
in between the entertainment. He's totally right. But back then, the corporations and the consumers, their belief systems lined up. So it wasn't obvious that that was happening. It seemed like they were caring about the customers. Now, because they're pushing this narrative to break us all up, that this is this is the economic, uh, environmental, social, corporate governance that is that is pushing this cultural Marxism on everybody. Well, the terminology that they continue to use is this build back better thing, for instance. So, you know, as I was saying, when I was watching this Charlemagne piece, and this isn't just him at the end getting it cut off because they didn't like what was being said to Kamala Harris because she's that unlikable even by her supposed base that love her and Joe Biden beyond any other politicians, right? Was the fact that she sat there and bald-faced lied and said the build back better plan was came came was Joe Biden and hers, like their administration, we can go, forget about just the United Nations, but you just talked about smart cities. I guarantee you, because I was following it, because I was watching every single one of them, the first U.S. politician of note to use the term build back better was Andrew Capo Cuomo in April of 2020, when he announced he was giving the state over to Bloomberg. For contact tracing, Bloomberg running five-page op-eds telling you to give Amazon and Facebook a seat on the United Nations with other uh, corporations, just like you were discussing. You know, that is techno-fascism in your face. He gives the smart city aspect to Eric Schmidt, the former uh, CEO of Google and Alphabet. He gives education to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He he literally did um phone conferences all of with all of them announcing this. This is when Joe Biden wasn't even allowed to be seen by the public in April of 2020. You know, I I mean again guys, this build back better isn't theirs. It's it's not Andrew Capo Cuomo's. It's 100%. not even really the Davos groups of the United Nations. Those are front organizations for a predator class that wants complete control over society as they take the evolution of man into their own hands and push a transhumanist, techno-fascist, slavery agenda. 100%. And you know what I've been noticing, Jason, is that every social media now is suddenly giving you these weird notifications. Have you seen this? Like, oh, you might want to watch out for this guy. He's been tweeting weird stuff. That is straight up conditioning for social credit score notifications on your phone. Hey, you're standing next to somebody who uh, had coronavirus or came in contact with coronavirus. And that's what people do not even understand what we're talking about, man. When we talk about social credit score, you can do everything right and just be at the wrong coffee shop at the wrong moment. And now you, you've been tagged. Oh, you stood next to somebody who was standing next to somebody who had the coronavirus. You have to go home for seven days. That's where it's going. That is literally where it's going. And you guys don't understand it. And, you know, I, I live in L.A. I've been blessed to have a wonderful career. I'm I'm, I'm doing things I've always dreamed of. I, I'm so blessed. I, some of my friends are the biggest names in comedy, and I love all of them. A couple of them have g- kind of given me shit about me talking about uh, passports, vaccine passports. And my one buddy's like, yeah, hey, you're going to re- you're, you're gonna die on this hill, huh? And I'm like, yeah, man. 
Because it's coming. And the funniest thing is that the people giving me shit I know are some of the shadiest people I know. Meaning not that they're bad people, but they like to party and get weird and do all that stuff. You're going to get dinged, man. You do not understand what is coming. It is a snitch culture where somebody hasn't reported enough people. So they're just going around reporting anybody just so they can hit a quota with the government. That is what is coming. And even if you think it's not going to be that bad, it's going to be some kind of form of that. And any form of that is bad. I don't care what it is. And I've been right more than I've been wrong. I've been I think my batting average is a little like 950 right now, which is a pretty (laughs) good. I mean, I would be the greatest batter of all time. So the point is, it's like this thing's coming. If you don't wake up now, it's going to be too late. And I do believe things are waking up. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy and their new Lucy Capsule Nicotine Pouches, okay? Look, we're all adults here, okay? And some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind. And that's why Lucy's excited to tell you about their Lucy Nicotine Capsule Pouches that are a flavored ball inside each pouch that crush for an extra burst of flavor, okay? First, bang, a party in your mouth. Guess what, Xavier? And everybody's coming, okay? Lucy Nicotine Capsule Pouches include coconut oil to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in two strengths, okay? Four and eight milligrams. Oh, bam! Huh? It's going hard in the paint. And they have three exclusive delicious flavors spearmint mango and cool cider dude cool i love so here's what we're gonna do it's 2021 don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine product go with the newest tobacco free options from lucy tinfoil hat listeners listen go to lucy.co and use the promo code tin foil to get 20% off your order of Lucy nicotine capsule pouches or any other Lucy products. Okay. That's lucy.co and use the promo code tin at checkout. Okay. And that's tin foil one word. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning. The product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code TIMFOR. In terms of the Build Back Better, Jason, there are montages, uh, uh, compilations of every single major politician talking about this. Uh, Build Back Better. Build, I mean, and it's not like a 30-second montage. It's like a five-minute montage of different people at different levels of the government saying all this stuff. I mean, you have the, you brought up Chicago. You have the mayor of Chicago openly talking about the New World Order. Are you loyal to the New World Order? What does that mean? Shadiness, dog. And I think it's it's like we're just in the front of it, and we'll see what happens. Well, I think what's already gotten so out of control that they're forcibly inoculating people. And I can't say that it's voluntary at any point if people rolled up their sleeves for their jobs and believed these lies. But at the same time, we've had these morsels of truth and honesty. You know, they they always used Bernaysian talking points. For instance, they never really said until they got, you know, Zombie J up there to just say whatever, that it would... Um, stop transmission of the virus. The talking points of these shots were, oh, it was always going to reduce the chance of you getting really sick or hospitalized. And then 
They just changed the terminology of what fully vaccinated was after they changed the terminology. 100 percent of what a vaccine was. I mean, I think that's why Peter Doshi is so uh, important. He's the uh, British Medical Journal's senior editor that blew the whistle and basically said, look, they changed the definition of what these things were. They were considered drugs and therapeutics until 2019. And again, to, to really point the, fin uh, the finger at money-making and where this was going, in 2013, Moderna signed on with DARPA to the tune of $25 million to fight pandemics with mRNA drugs. Up until just last month, this information was available on Moderna's own website and still, and until I started popularizing it on uh, InfoWars. But if you go to the Wayback Machine, you can see, and again, they're not vaccines, they're mRNA therapeutics. The really funny thing about it is, okay, is that they're also being used to be deployed against biological weapons drops within days. And now it's come out. And props to Glenn Beck. I've had a lot of problems with Mr. Beck over the years. One hundred percent. Big skeptic of the blaze, but you know, I met Elijah Schaefer briefly. Um, actually, I think on like January or well, yeah, January fourth of uh, last year. He seemed like a good guy, and they put out that large, large, large presentation showing that DARPA and Moderna had the contracts to make the quote-unquote vaccines, the mRNA shots, in January of 2020, three and a half months before any type of lockdown or regulation went down in this country. What does that tell you? And finally, someone like Beck can sit there and show this and say, this doesn't have anything to do with your health. Absolutely. These people have never cared about your health. They have never cared about your safety. They have always used that as a guise for more control and authoritarianism, and we have seen it on an exponential level. Jason, you're a grown-up man, and you said some very grown-up stuff right there. And the reason I, I respect that is because you said you have problems with Glenn Beck, but you're willing to listen to him. And here is a big issue that we have right now. People, I mean, again, going back to intelligence versus smarts, okay? What was systems versus feel, okay? Well, I have so many friends of mine that I love with all my heart. People I love, like a Graham Elwood out there. I love this guy. I've known him for years, man. This guy's going after people who, who, who have talked about having strokes. And he's so hunkered in. This is a guy, Graham Elwood, who I've been, who I've been doing shows with for like five, six years. I, I'm talking about this stuff. He's been on tinfoil hat multiple times, man. And he, we've rallied against the government, the system, Obama. And now this guy is just going after people who said, I've been a victim of this quote unquote vaccine. And, there, I, and I, I don't know why. I, I, I would love to have a conversation with him and hopefully this starts it, which he could get angry that I'm bringing up here. But I, I would love to have a conversation well, with him. Let me interject. It, 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 some. Because, because I, you know, I, I know Graham as well, not as well as you do, but our last broadcast that we did together, um, I, I believe at the tail end of it, um, we started talking about the vaccinations and COVID itself, and this was before the vaccines were available. Um, but I showed him the evidence 
that um, the trials, I basically, and I'll show everybody else these articles, and you, it actually widened his eyes, but I think that he selectively forgot this. And I said to him, man, you know, um, there are people that are warning that this could actually increase the risk of HIV infection because in some of these shots they were actually openly using protein fragments from HIV. And then I showed him that in fact it did occur. In other words, Australia tried to use these things and they had a uh, huge reaction of people having false positives. And I said, look man, that's enough right there for me not to want to take the shot. And I 100%. go, and at the time, you know, it might have been right after uh, the first shots were available and he'd already taken it or he was talking about he wanted, he was going to take as he needed to travel. So even, you know, at the outset of that, he was being kind of honest. Well, I'm not really taking it because of my health, because let's be honest, Elwood's a pretty fit guy for a guy in his 50s. Uh, guy's a samurai dog. Yeah. You know, samurai sword stuff. It, I mean, legitimately is t taking care of himself. And That's a guy true. like That's true. A, a guy like me who, you know, I'm somewhere in between maybe Sam Tripoli and, and Grandma Wood. Where, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, am I the fat fuck in this story, bro? <laughs> I'm not saying I take Croft Maga, bro. <laughs> I take Croft Maga, but I am heavy. I got to lose weight. I'm just saying, like, I'm much more concerned about the fact that this is Defense Department driven. And the Defense Department has no, let me let me repeat this. No duty to tell you or I the truth. That's the deal. Unbelievable. <laughs> Here's the thing I wanted to say real quick to final this uh, uh, with the Graham and the whole thing. And I, I, is that it, it, it's come down to once again, even no matter how smart you are, it's so easy to get lost in the R's and the D's. And, I, you know, I'll give Jason, I'll give you a lot of uh, props, you know. When the people were banging about Hillary versus Trump, you were very much calling out Trump back then. And I think a lot of people just wanted hope. And if I had to pick between Trump and these, I would pick Trump. I mean, I would I just to be honest with you. He's a Zionist piece of shit, but I would rather have him than some blood sucking Democrats. And listen, and the pedophilia stuff happens on both sides. Lincoln, the the, the Franklin scandal, Dennis Haskell, all those people, Hasker, whatever his name is all those people. So it's not just an, uh, a Democrat thing. It's on both sides of the like pedophilia is power. But going back to this whole thing, like people get, get lost in, in these R's and D's, man. There's so many people, especially my age. I'm 49 years old. A lot of my friends from late 30s all the way into their 50s, they're liberal. And I'm a liberal, man. I'm probably a liberal libertarian, to be honest with you. But I am a liberal, man. And I, I, I'm not a progressive. But a lot of these, my friends who would probably label themselves as progressives, uh, just can't get away from the R's and the D's. They're so entrenched in R's and D's and their whole notion is if I don't vote for Democrats, that's letting the Republicans win. But I'm like, you're also just voting for people that are going to do the exact same thing that the people on the other side are going to do, man. And you want health care? Where is this thing? We That's a whole different discussion. You've been completely absent since, listen, it's all George Bush death cult, okay? The assassination JFK, George Bush brings in the Nazis, brings in everybody, and everybody has been connected to George Bush. It's all George Bush death cult. Same thing with Biden, Hillary. Hillary, you remember what? I mean, go back and watch the old debates between George Bush and Bill Clinton and just laugh at the pro wrestling going on there because they worked together to smuggle cocaine into Arkansas. Why they had everybody looking at Miami and Miami Bison on 
outside. All the real stuff was going into Arkansas when Bill Clinton was the fucking governor, okay? You're getting lost in R's and D's, man. You got to let that stuff go. It's two bird, two wings of the same rotten bird, man. You're getting lost. Stop thinking anyone's going to come save you. And if you're pro-vaccine but you're anti-establishment, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, how do you do the mental gymnastics of that? I hope you stretch before you try to do that because you're going to hurt yourself having to, to, to twist yourself in such ridiculous places. Well, I'll tell you what, here's the mental gymnastics, and I'm, I'm going to put it on full display here. Um, about two days, two days ago, I posted the email that was received by a Long Island school district for K through 12 that went out to all the parents, instructing them that now teachers, all teachers, okay, and I believe it's also phys ed teachers, we're going to have to learn the signs. They're going to take some course of sudden cardiac arrest in K through 12 students. Now you, I, our um, fathers, our grandfathers, our parents, our friends, all went through school all the way through 2021 without that being a necessity. And that email struck my buddy so hard who works in the school <laughs> that within 20 minutes of me posting it, he goes, I work here. I didn't get that email. And I go, well, because I know him. We've known each other 22 years. He's an old roommate of mine. He's a fraternity brother of mine. He's a guy I love. He's a guy who taught me a lot of the computer stuff I do today. So I said, hey, man, do your, your kids are pretty young. They don't go to that district, right? They're not in that school. And I'm like, it said it went out to parents, not people. He's like an AV guy there, okay? I go, it didn't go out to you. I go, why don't you ask around? He's like, well, I just asked two people, and they didn't have it. I go, bro. I did some cursory research. The doctor in there is real. The region in there is real. They haven't responded to Gateway Pundit who uh, published it. This is how much he didn't want it to be real. So I go, I get it. That's a really scary thing to read because you know what it actually means. Because it doesn't associate anything with vaccines. It's just telling you, be on the lookout. And we're going to have to train people now because kids are going to be having heart attacks. So he can't process that that's a reality. And I go, bro, he's like, I'm busy. You find out for me. I go, why don't you just go down to the superintendent's office and ask? So he does. And I go, I, all of a sudden he goes, it went out December 8th. And he didn't really have anything to say after that. And that put him under a real cold chill. He's like, well, I, you know, before, I don't know what to believe. There's a lot of misinformation. Everybody thinks, oh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. They're and so smart how they did that, right? They just give them buzzwords. And that's a big thing on the left, man. They're just fighting buzzwords. They hear buzzwords and they just go jihad on everything. And instead of going, okay, what does this mean? What is context? What is all that stuff? As a comedian, I live in that. When I started comedy way back in the day, the right was the one censoring. And if you even mentioned the word Jesus on stage, they would ice on you. They get angry. People would walk out. Now on the left, you have just people losing it when they just hear buzzwords. It doesn't even, like if I I go black, but do white women will lose their skulls uh, in the middle of the crowd and cause they just can't hear. It's like that's what I'm talking about, man. You're you're intelligent. You're not smart. 
you're emotionally damaged and you just can't have a moment to have a real conversation. Listen, I don't know if you consider yourself a, uh, a, a conspiracy theorist, Jason, but I would tell you that you probably have a black belt in conspiracies, right? And what does a black belt mean? Does that mean you believe everything? No. What that means is that you can have a conversation without losing your fucking skull, man. Someone can bring up something crazy. Michelle Obama's a dude. Not my thing. Don't believe in it. I'll hear your evidence on it. I'm not going to go around crying about it and one like the sky is falling. I'll listen. It doesn't mean I believe it, but I could he- have a conversation, right? It's just a conversation. They can't do that, man. They can't do that because it just goes against everything they believe in. You know and it's why the left is so in trouble about getting rid of this crazy minority that just is so loud and well-funded. Well, you know what? The, I think that's why... As of uh, now, out of your 74 podcasts that you do a week, I enjoy Conspiracy Social Club probably the best because you do have, you know, this traditional, you know, kind of left-leaning, you know, basic narrative. Not a lot of things outside of mainstream narratives as your opposition. And sometimes Brian makes really good points, and I, and I like Callan, but sometimes I think he's just so off base, but at least he's willing to have the conversation. At least he's willing to have guests on that are going to show him evidence. He's more than polite to me in the two broadcasts that we did. And I think that if you present information to somebody like him in the right way, it's hard for him to get it out of his head and he starts thinking and maybe having those conversations with his friends. That's important because when, when they shut you down in five minutes and don't even want to look at it and just say, cutard, cutard, <laughs> you know, it's over. There's not, there's literally nothing you can do for it. You know, my buddy, again, another guy I love guy, guy has terminal cancer. All right. The last time I was in New York, actually, when I went and saw Callan, uh, I came from uh, I went from there to my buddy, which we were having basically a going away party for the guy. About 30 of us got together, rented a place in upstate New York and, and we're having this thing. And, you know, basically a few months ago, he does this video about how, you know, the Bill Gates injection gave him Bluetooth and he's wearing a tinfoil thing on his head. And it's the big ha ha funny joke about you're getting a chip in your arm and all that other stuff. And yet we know that DARPA did develop a chip for COVID. They bragged about it. It's right here. They did a 60 minutes piece on it. And now the South China Morning Post, I mean, this is I covered this last year. Jimmy Dore just covered it finally, you know, because the South China Morning Post and Sweden are basically trying to get it more accepted. Sweden, they already have a lot of people with this type of chip. Now the one that's going to detect COVID-19 or give your QR vaccination status. And all those guys thought they were hilarious posting memes. And I said, you know what? These shots aren't that. That exists, and they still want that, and none of it's fucking funny. None of it. So yeah. it breaks my heart because I love that person. Mm. It, uh, it hurts me they've succumbed to this propaganda, but they've done it to a level now, Sam, where they're harming their children physically. It's not just them anymore. It's to the point where our kids are being lined up, and a lot of them are going to roll their sleeves up until their kids are unfortunately gone. And I mean, that's, that's dark, man. This is a really dark time. I I don't even understand it. I do not understand what flipped 
when uh, caring about kids wasn't important. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people in the national news and headquarters that don't have kids. And if you don't have kids, that's fine. I went 47 years of my life without having children. And I just had two kids. And I, I'm I'm so blessed and I'm thankful for it. And it changed the way I look at the world. It changed a lot of things. How I look at women, how I look at children, all this stuff. What's the future? All this stuff. But there's a lot of people out there that aren't having children don't want to have children yet they want to make policies on children you know and 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 they don't care because nothing really matters to them beyond their last breath they think this is their only time around and they're not going to come back and it's going to be shish kebab or whatever it's gotten really weird and again it's right into this this identity politics that comes down to r's and d's liberals and conservatives you know guys let me tell you about our good friends at blue chew blue chew we're gonna drop the hammer on you blue chew i don't like how you point at me when you're talking rock, about dropping the hammer rock hard point the hammer on on this for americans made by americans for americans blue chew for you okay and the shit you do whatever it is that's up to you. We won't judge you. That's in the copy, huh? All yeah, that? that's all in the wow. copy. Guys, Blue Chew is a unique <laughs> online service that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, man. Buy the chewable tablet, man. I love it. I love to chew it, and I love to snort it, okay? You can take it. <laughs> no, 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 you what? don't snort this. This well, is not don't a snort. Snort. Don't snort it unless yeah. you're a veteran like me, but don't <laughs> no, snort it. No, do not snort Do not snort it, Okay. Okay. okay, you take it anytime, day or night, so you, you can plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. I like to play boner chicken with my friends, okay? We'll take it and we see who has the more awkward boner at the more awkward time. You're at church, boner! Okay, that's how it goes. Yeah. Never get it, never drink anything before you take a flight with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> yeah, boner city. <laughs> the process is simple. Sign up to bluechew.com, consult with one of their. They're licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription. Within days, it's just that simple. The best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line to the pharmacy, huh? It's garbage. Waiting in line, right? You see a hottie, and she's like, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I got Blue Chew. You can't get boners? I can get boners now. Thanks to Blue Chew, dude. Blue Chew tablets are made in USA. USA, okay, and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Mine comes with fireworks, okay? That's how amazing it is. All right, so it's real simple. This is what we need you to do. We got a special offer, special deal for our listeners, all right? Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TINFALL at checkout, and it's just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. Try Bluetooth.com promo code TINFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit Bluetooth.com for more details, important safety information, and we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Bluetooth. Bluetooth, we're dropping hammer on you. You know, you got people like Jimmy Dore and um, what's his name, the British comic with the long hair. Um, fuck, He's, he, they, they, they both have flipped. Oh, yeah, uh, Russell Brand. Say- Russell Brand, Russell Brand, yeah. They've both are have got done what you're supposed to do. 
which is question. If you're always questioning authority, you should even question authority when it's your team or your side or anything. And Jimmy Dore has done more. Jimmy Dore and Joe Rogan have done more to open the left and normies eyes than so many people. You and I sometimes play to the choir and that's fine, but I think our choir grows and grows and grows. That's just blunt force truth that those two guys, those three guys are doing to the quote unquote normies. And I think it's very important. And I think we in the, we in the truth community have to give them a lot of love and respect and support them because they're taking arrows right now. Because I mean, you just, again, Sam Harris, just basically shitting all over Joe Rogan is the most embarrassing thing. And that guy's done nothing but embarrassing stuff. I mean, it really stands out as super embarrassing what he did. And I feel bad. And I feel bad that there's people so entrenched, right? They're making fun of Q. Yeah, in their heart of hearts, they still believe Russia took, uh, sold the election. And that thing's all proper. That thing's all pageantry as well. But it's like, at least there's some people opening up their minds to what What's going on? And we have to, I feel like we really have to show those three guys a lot of love and give them respect for what they're doing because it is there, dude. That's not what their base wants to hear, but it's what they need to hear. And I respect that. They have an opportunity via their platform, via just YouTube, to get out information I can no longer get out. I can say the same exact thing or less verbatim than a Jimmy Dore or a Russell Brand, and sometimes have, and I get censored. For instance, I'm still battling Team YouTube. Um, remember last week I actually tagged you and you retweeted it that they had wrongfully struck in me. I showed the fake Ivermectin story. They just deleted that thread. And then three days later, after they delete the thread, they say, oh, we're still lo- we're looking into it, ignoring they said the same thing. And a guy like Tim Poole can still be monetized and talk about things that Jason Burmis talks about, but that's only because of the social media pressure, right? That's the reality of it. It's not the validity of your information. It's how many troops can you rally on Twitter to call out the hypocrisy and show the eyeballs that, oh my goodness, they are censoring this. And I think I'm just going to have to do a full mini doc on everything they've censored me for, for from start to finish. Because it didn't start with COVID-1984. You know, the first video that they locked me out of and the planet out of completely was when um, you had Louis Gomer on the congressional floor say Eric Chiaramella's real name. And they just locked that up and said, no, 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 no. You can appeal it. We just won't respond. And again, it's all about how much clout you can maintain on social media. Not your facts, not whether it was medical misinfo, not if you cyber bullied somebody. But again, if you can put them on digital blast and they're making that more and more difficult. What they've been doing with their narratives is trying to sway you into believing deplatforming is okay. And once they have you believe an Alex Jones doesn't have free speech, then maybe they can convince you a Jimmy Dore doesn't have free speech. And then they have less and less of these problems, right? You mentioned the uh, censorship of the Peter McCullough interview with Joe Rogan, right? Peter McCullough uh, being attacked by Sam Harris as well. McCullough just tried to post a small piece of that interview on YouTube, got a strike, and he responded with, hey, why don't you let me do my job? (laughs) Because their job is to use the United Nations as a front organization for censorship 
on behalf of the consolidation of power of this predatory class, man. And we're seeing it everywhere. And now the morphing is coming from virus into carbon uh, credits and you know, uh, this crisis into climate crisis. We're seeing it right before our eyes. They're starting to talk about it. Uh, you know, my, my question to you is, with all of this happening, are you finally starting to see some people on the left admitting the fraudulent nature of what they're using the climate crisis for? Or are they just going right along with it? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a weird guy, man. Like, you know, ever since I started Tim Fall Hat, you know, when I first started it, there was a big, big pushback. There were people whispering, hey, man, I really love what you're doing. And then there was like when that we were talking about Clinton body count and all that stuff. And, you know, what the Clintons revolved it, the fact that Russiagate wasn't realized saying that very early. You know, people got one guy got physical with me. It wasn't a really bad one, but he touched me. And I, you know, he learned you don't do that. And uh, so I learned very early that, you know, I got to kind of keep it to myself. And I just kind of went on my own. So the small group of people around me that I, I have interaction with, they have started to come to understanding that this there's been a lie pushed on them. And some of them won't do it. Like, you know, I mean, with the Robert Kennedy Jr. thing, that poor guy. I mean, I got a family member who's calling him a big fat liar. I go, dude. Listen to me. You haven't had a girlfriend for 10 years. You don't understand being in the relationship. Sometimes you don't wear the pants. I so, don't care so how much of the bills you pay. Let's talk about that. His wife. People might yeah. not know what he's talking about. Basically, what had happened is um, he had had a party at his house. I think it was last weekend. And Cheryl Hines, who is, you know, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, maybe the funniest show of all time. Uh, I haven't caught up all the way on the latest season, but pure gold, Larry. All right. Can't yeah. fault Larry David for being anything but hilarious. I may not agree with the guy politically. I mean, he's a little weird when he went after uh, who is the lawyer uh, that's that been on uh, Epstein's flights all the time. What's the name of the lawyer? Oh, um, the oh Dershowitz. Uh, what is it? Dershowitz. He went after Dershowitz for being uh, working with Trump and not for being on these flight logs. Yeah. Outside of that, Larry D David is pure gold and a national treasure. Well, even he played into like, even last season, the whole MAGA stuff pre-COVID, right? Like there's a whole episode of where he's wearing the MAGA hat on purpose. So other people in LA, will leave him alone. It's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I totally agree. With that. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl Hines plays his ex-wife on the show. You know, she's surrounded by these people. She's very Hollywood. She's, uh, you know, I think Robert Kennedy's her second or third husband. You know, that's his second wife, etc. You know, it's one of those relationships. And basically, she put on the card that you had to be vaccinated or had to pr have proof that you had taken a test. Kennedy claims he had no idea and that that action was was not taken. It was just putting on the cards. Um, but like you said, people don't know what it's like to be in a relationship. You know, at least he came clean, right? At least he addressed it. He didn't act like it didn't happen like a Nancy Pelosi. He addressed it, man. And he said the one thing that everyone's like, okay, I respect that. I, if you've been in a relationship with a woman, you and especially if you're a conspiracy theorist and your girl is not, good luck with any of that. And, you know, I mean, like, I, I, you know, I would love to have Robert, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. on my show. Uh, his wife did him no service. And I think I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody because I do want him on my show at some point. But I feel like his wife did him a real disservice 
uh, for selfish reasons, probably because she still wants to work in Hollywood and she's probably not happy with what he's doing and how it's being received by her peers. So she said that she did it anyways and happy wife, happy life. And Robert Kennedy doesn't want to pay all the bills and have to sleep on the couch. I mean, it's literally the one excuse you're like, okay, I respect that. I respect that. Good. Uh, you know, carry on, carry and, on. And I'd say on. this, you know, it's not like he hasn't been outspoken about the vaccine issue. And she had to be aware of that at some, I mean, I think they've been together close to 10 years at least now. It's been a while. So she's got to have some idea of what this guy is about, and she's not filing for a divorce, and she is on the set of one of these highly influential shows. And like I said, man, you need to get in there somewhere. Just like I'm hoping Brian Callen is talking to his other lefty friends or progressives and maybe putting ideas out there. I would hope that she's doing that same thing with a Larry David or somebody else on set. Those things are important. These people have influence. And, uh, you know, I read something, uh, you know, I go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. well, I was just saying, I, you know, I read something from Zuby today, one of his, uh, tweets and, you know, he's, he's pretty smart guy. He basically yeah, said, he's very... yeah, he basically said, you know, I get DMS from a lot of people thinking that I'm going to appreciate it when they say to me, Hey man, I really love what you're doing. I wish I was in position to come out and, and, and say something. I agree with you, but I can't for whatever reason. And then he's like, no, I don't appreciate that. It's your cowardice <laughs> that has allowed things to get this far. And, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, look, you want to be underground support for a Jason Burmis, you know, a donor on my GoFundMe or sending a link to somebody. Yeah, that's all encouraged. But nothing is going to be more powerful than your voice directly to your friends and your family that trust you. Okay, And if you're not going to have those conversations with those people and stand up for them, then you're not being honest with yourself. And you are a coward, right? Like that's, You can support me all day, but it's going to be so much more powerful if you're having a conversation at the Christmas dinner table. That's it. That's the truth, man. That's the yeah, human connection. I, I agree with that. I, here's something I want to say. I want to say one thing real quick about Cheryl Hines that you kind of brought up earlier. Uh, the problem with being an actor and an actress only is you have to get so many green lights to work and it only takes one green light go nah you can't work so you have to bend over backwards to conform to show because you can't piss off anybody and that's why people like brian callen could do uh, you know he does stand up and podcasting you know that they're more likely to be open-minded to the, the to what's going on than this straight actors or reporters because once they get fired if they can't work they're screwed well look, so they're you know conforming what? and they're selling out you're, you're talking about just hollywood and how fragile it is right and kind of like circle the whole thing from brian kalen over to now over to curb your enthusiasm jeff garland is pretty much the co-star on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was just fired from Callan's show, The Goldbergs, yesterday. They got rid of him. I don't know if they're going to continue. Why? Yes, they fired Jeff Garland, apparently, for inappropriate jokes and comments and being reported to HR. Now, as of now, I haven't seen anything about sexual harassment or really anything of note. But they're basically saying because of behavioral issues, they let Garland go 
on that very popular show. You're texting Colin now, aren't you? Trying to figure no, out. No, dude, I'm just looking it up. <laughs> the inside scoop. We'll have the inside Chef scoop. Chef Carl mocked the Goldbergs during stand-up set weeks before leaving the sitcom. Made HR investigation into his... I mean, you know what, man? I think people are starting to realize... I'm going to be honest with you, man. You talk to people, being on a TV show, being in movies isn't what it used to be. It's a lot It's a lot more shit for a lot less money. And I think Garland made his money, hopefully. Uh, I, I've met Jeff Garland. He's nothing but a nice guy. I have none but love and respect for him. Uh, you know, for a while there, he's doing tours at comedy clubs for free to help the comedy clubs make their money back. So, you know. It just, it just Hollywood's eating itself alive and alternative media is growing and growing and growing. And I think it's just a matter of time before we start to see this uh, wake up. Here's the biggest thing I wanted to bring up to you, Jason. And, and I think you're a big voice for this uh, can really help push us. We in the alternative media have to start coming together to figure out how are we going to convince cops to stop being bootlickers and enforce. And this has to be done on a large scale from the all the way to the left to all the way to the right. This thing doesn't happen unless you have cops cracking skulls. It is always cops cracking cracking skulls. It's, oh, I always said before, listen, man, I'm not part of the defund the police. I know the role of cops. I have cops in my family. But I also know that when the government comes to crack down resistance, it's sent in the form of riot police. We have to start talking to our listeners, talking, reaching across the aisle to the other side, go, how do we start convincing cops to stop enforcing these bullshit mandates and hurting people? People because they think their check will go if they don't. But well, we have to be like, hey, dude, if the system gets redone, you're going to have a check. You're going to have a check. You're going to be able to work. Your benefits will be okay. We have to do this. All this talk about waking up ain't going to do nothing unless we sit there and figure out how we can reach out to the, the law enforcement community and to get them to wake up to stop pushing these things that are anti-constitution because you could do this for your check all day but guess what you're setting up a world that your children are going to be prisoners in okay all the checks in the world are great means nothing if your kid is living in a fucking prison dude so you got to start waking these pe people up and i'm just putting out the bad signal to the entire alternative media community let's start coming together and let's start talking about how we can reach cops before this hits critical mass well the unfortunate thing is they just got rid of a vast majority of police officers that had integrity by trying to mandate these shots. Um, you look at what's happening in New York, for instance, and you had crime literally triple in New York City. Um, you've now got police officers arresting people for trying to sit in an Applebee's without a mask. Um, there is no actual law or mask mandate in New York. In fact, there was a phone call made. Anybody can watch this video and they admit that. It is a, it is a health uh, emergency, right? So it's the health department and the governor that are putting this out. And yet now they've taken their key to slavery pass, which was only in New York City, remember? You know, I remember I was sitting there talking to um, uh, John Tobacco. He's uh, one of the lawyers for Max Pub and he works for Newsmax. And we were, we were in Florida, and I asked him what his plan was. And he goes, what do you mean? 
And I go, well, dude, you're you're in New York City. Like, what's your plan, man? This is probably this September. Okay. He goes, well, we're going to take it over. I go, what do you mean you're going to take it over? And he's like, well, we're in Staten Island. We don't have skyscrapers and all this stuff. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to vote them out. And I'm just thinking to myself, this guy's a smart guy. He's made a good living for himself. He's a lawyer. He's totally naive and has no fucking idea what he's thinking and talking about. And that's all due respect, brother. It really is. Now we're we're in uh, we're two months later, right? Three months later, and instead of anything going that way, where they're going to get rid of the key to slavery pass in New York City, the key to slavery pass is going to go from two shots to three, and then three shots to four, and the key to slavery yeah. pass has now gone to upstate New York. It's not hard yet, but it's either you can do the key to slavery pass or you can do mask mandates for everybody and check at the door. So. It's already there. That's 20 million people. My brother, two nights ago, still living in New York, upstate New York, obviously very concerned about his family. His uh, wife is a teacher. He's got three children, you know, one of which has been quarantined twice now, is still in a mask. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Get out. I'm getting out, dude. This, dude, they're going nuts in California, bro. They're going fucking nuts. And California is the other place they're going to do this because they can. And... He went to, um, Giuliani's son is apparently going to be running for governor against the BlackRock candidate, Lee Zeldin. And you did have uh, one of the representatives there. There's one man in Congress in um, New York who's also on the legal team to get rid of the masks on kids. And my brother's like, you know, all these people think that they're going to, you know, vote these people out with these guys. I'm not convinced. You know, why should we even stay here at this point? And the problem is that people are still under that Stockholm syndrome, especially those who have taken it, right? Like, we talk about the cops, bro. The cops that are still around, the vast majority, if they're not in the sheriff's department, if they haven't filed a lawsuit, they've already rolled their sleeve up for two, maybe three. They now have the Stockholm syndrome that they did that for the greater good, and those people are the enemy. So I don't know the solution, other than reaching out to those who are formerly in law enforcement, who are the good people in our sheriff's department, who are the good people in our military that are still saying, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to force them to court-martial or fire me. Those are the people we need to reach out to because if people haven't gotten onto the fact that it's not three shots and it's not four shots, it's forever for anything acquired with your passport that will become your social credit score, that will be based on your carbon uh, credit use, and really will be the key to your slavery. I'm not calling the key to the city pass the key to slavery pass to be fucking cute. It's exactly what it is and was always intention for, Sam. And, you know, and it's just like it's blatant. It's everywhere. Now, sometimes I get really worried on, on Twitter that I'm just in a silo because everybody is tweeting, hey, man, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. I'm like, am I just in a silo? Because it seems like people are waking up to it every day. And you see little things like uh, Boeing's not, not mandating it. Uh, you've seen a couple c- courts strike down Joe Biden's mandates. I, I, I just personally believe, and listen, man, when, if one day out of nowhere you hear Oh, Tim Fall hat ended. Just know that's because I went super black pill. And I'm just like, okay, it's black pill. There's no hope. I'm not going to do it. I believe in hope. I believe in us. And I believe in people, you know, across the aisle now are, are talking about this. And 
I I think there's a small. I, I know everybody got the vaccine, and I, and I think that just because you got the vaccine doesn't mean you can't wake up to the fact that they've been lying to you over and over again. Now, this torching of Fauci is completely 100% scripted in the uh, in the spars pandemic simulation. It's about burning a leading man. And they're just seeing how crazy they could get. And nobody seems to care. It's unbelievable to me. Like, they, I thought, okay, it was the puppy thing. The puppy's going to get people. No, kids in coffins, nothing. AIDS, no, they just can't. I mean, like, what's it going to take, dude? This guy, like, just going to gay bars in Nazi uniforms, get bareback. He would be celebrated. Like, Listen, if they found Fauci, like like a, a 1978 8-millimeter film of Fauci in full leather daddy assless chaps with his nipples being tweaked by two leather daddies on the side, right? With, with a Hitler mustache and an SS cap, they would celebrate him. <laughs> they would celebrate him as somebody who was embracing his sexual uh, identity. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just getting so crazy out there, dude. It's just get, and people don't realize that they're being used as useful idiots. They just don't get it, man. They just don't get it, man. And they need to study this. See, you know, you talk to some people on the far left. They're like, dude, we'll never be communist, bro. It will never be communist. I'm like, you think it's going to be like Stalin where it's going to be blatant and it's going to be open and it's going to be, dude, this guy, just look at this, dude. Let me just send you this. Let me just read you this real quick. Mm -hmm. This is literally just happened. Okay. Bloomingfeld. Here we go. Blooming Blumenthal defends appearance at Communist Party affiliated event. I'm a strong believer in American capitalism. Then why are you at a communist funded, communist affiliated event? Like, dude, it's never going to come out as blatant. Listen, blatant, dude, blatant. The the red scare before McCarthyism, that was done purposely, bro, to get everyone to go, oh, dude, these crazy people thinking pinkos, they're everywhere, okay? The same thing with satanic panic. That was done purposely. So when we get to this place that we're in right now, that people go, oh, dude, it's just more McCarthyism. It's just more, it's just more satanic panic. And they dis miss it man and there's some people like they will never have communism in america i go you think it's gonna be blatant you think it's gonna be some stalin shit it's not it's gonna be corporate owned everywhere and corporate and the government are going to be hand in hand if you actually take a look at the story of facebook amazon google all these companies man all these companies dude they're all government funded man they are a secret branch of the u.s government man we are in this when everything closes down and amazon is allowed to work dude on lancashire in los angeles the street was all shut down but there was a big sign that said amazon fresh we're still open walk right in that is just mocking all of those independent store owners all those independent business owners that is fashion by mussolini's own definition that is fascism when the government and giant corporations come together to stifle the individual citizens freedoms that is 
fascism. If you're waiting for a guy with bad haircut and a bad mustache to step up, it's not going to be that while you're looking at Joe Biden or Obama or Trump. It's never going to be that guy. It's Fink over at BlackRock, secretly behind closed doors, doing all this stuff, taking over everything dude everything they want you out of la they want you out of san francisco they want you out of of new york until they can flip it into a smart city and then they're going to corral us all in you're not wrong and when we talk about fascism and you know government and corporate collusion on a massive level you can't not mention nasa and google you know, for those that don't don't understand, NASA is just a front for the military industrial complex. This document one hundred percent. This document from two thousand and one, seven two thousand one, pre nine eleven, future strategic uh, issues, future warfare, lays out the entire deal. Tells you that in twenty twenty we will um, be in the bio nano era, and then they injected the entire population, at least to what they could with bio nanotechnology they tell you the next age is the virtual age as everybody begins to be immersed in the metaverse they tell you in this they are going to put bio nanotech in your food that none of this is pixie dust let me show uh, people what i mean by that this is all based on existing data trends analysis and technologies that they tell you they suppress okay for 30 to 40 years so when you look at that relationship between google the largest search engine in the world the largest operating system with android the largest video platform in the world youtube make note that in 2019, they also achieved quantum supremacy and artificial intelligence. And we all know from any war game documents over the last 20 to 30 years, the nation state or group that is the most successful, the leader in AI, will what? They will be the leaders. And this is no longer about nation states because a guy like Eric Schmidt, who built Dragonfly with his Google offices without them knowing and said, oh, I don't know anything about it. Ask the other guy. Sergey Brin, he's the new guy. Ask the other guy. Lied about it the entire time is now censoring our internet the same exact way that that was happening three to four years ago. What don't you guys understand about it? That is an extension of the government. They pay a zero, let me repeat that, a zero in taxes. And they are what is known in that document that I just showed you as a Trojan horse civilian system for psychological warfare. Uh, it says it's inexpensive. They're Trojan horse civilian systems. And you can also see that information, internet, and psychological warfare are on the plate with those binary biologicals in the food supply. Uh, this document Completely. lays it all out. And this guy's not faceless. You know, you talk about people that are doing this. Dennis Bushnell, who authored this document as the chief scientist of NASA then, is a guy that's been around since the Apollo programs, Tripoli, and he's still the chief scientist at NASA now, my friend. Uh, 100%. And the whole thing about NASA and what they've done, what they haven't done, uh, I, I, I can't get, like, there's this whole thing with science, man. And the left, the super intelligent, I call my buddy on my show, Johnny, a uh, nerd dork, these nerd dorks, okay, and their inability to question science. When science is all about questioning science, that is the point of science. So if, if I went to some people on the left and I go, hey, man, the military industrial complex is lying to you. 
They're lying to you about the Gulf of Tonkin, weapons of mass destruction, and all this other stuff. The U.S. government is lying to you, okay? They'll be like, yeah, totally, 100%. I go, NASA's lying to you about a lot of stuff. No, could never do that. That is science. It is a arm of the U.S. government. I put this out yesterday. I go, can someone please name me one story that the mainstream media has pushed that has been true? That that all all the information, it's never. So NASA puts out yesterday, they just went to the sun. They landed something on the sun. I, you have to be just an idiot to believe this. And it's this is a long con game done since you were a very, very small person, okay? You've been just beaten down. That that scientists are above reproach. They would never lie to you. I mean, you start reading comic books. All these guys are either pro either scientists that went good or scientists that went bad, but they're all scientists and they're revered and they're just beaten down. I'm going to doctors now because I'm getting older. I get the same feeling from these doctors that I get when I go to an auto mechanic. I'm like, what are you going to lie to me about today? What are you going to upsell me on? I don't know why you trust all these people and why you think NASA that makes $50 million a day wouldn't lie to you for another $5 million a day. They all lie. Question: I'm not saying you got to be like, everything's bullshit, everything's lie. Even though I told Totally believe that you don't have to go there because I know you might seem exhausting at first, but it's just like question it. Just give a pump the brakes just a little bit. Going, are they getting money? Are they getting power? If they are, then you got to question it, man. It's unbelievable to me. Well, I mean, when you look at NASA and the fact that only 20% of it has to do with space exploration, the fact that it was literally created uh, when DARPA was, when DARPA was just ARPA, and if you uh, read Annie Jacobson's uh, Area 51 book and then get into Operation Paperclip, just NASA everywhere, and a lot of the people that were recruited for the black programs that were going on at Area 51 were actually applying for jobs that were publicly available for NASA. They thought they were going to the moon and they were going to Mars. And instead, they were working on different propulsion systems. And we look at today with the Richard Bransons of the world and the Elon Musks with their SpaceX and Virgin and Bezos's dick ship. All of those at max are going 50 to 60,000 feet in the air. I'm sorry, miles in the air. 60 to uh, 30,000 miles in the air. Uh, 50 to 60. They did it in the 60s. The ox cart was doing that in the 60s. None of this shit is fucking new. That's 60 fucking years ago. What don't you understand? No other nation state or power structure has ever taken rocket technology and gone to the moon other than us. And somehow our biggest rival in the space race and national security, the Ruskies, joined us on the International Space Station. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what do you think is going on? Not only that, what yeah. also blows my mind is that you openly had, openly had a program in the 80s to the tune of black money you could never imagine to build the strategic initiative Star Wars program to weaponize space. What do you think, they failed? We're on like the fourth to fifth generation of space weaponization at this point. To the point 
where they've actually put a face and a name on it with Space Force. But I promise you, that will be only an extension of the propaganda that they are getting you ready for to convince you that one day you will visit those places. When in fact, they plan to enslave your mind and make you believe that you could go to those places. Nothing more. You will virtually go there. That's it. That's what they have yeah. planned for you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I totally 100% agree with that. And if you watch what's going on here, going back to corporatocracy and fascism here, uh, I mean, like, look at this. Look at what just happened with Jeff Bezos. He got $10 million uh, grant from the government. And what did he do? Amazon turned around and did what? Bought MGM Studios out. I mean, we look at you know BlackRock. The, their software runs the Fed, and what it what's going on now? They the, Trump allowed BlackRock to do a, a what a, a trillion dollar bailout, and now BlackRock is buying every single freaking property at twenty to thirty percent above value because they're using funny money this is what's happening this is why the fed is so much problems dude facebook was lifelong the whole facebook story movie is a lie it was there to perpetrate the winklevoss brothers are actors in this you can always watch when somebody plays along they get taken care of with a lot of money so they shut up and play along the winklevoss brothers are suddenly the first bitcoin billionaires you think that just happens bro i mean it's just all a giant lie jeff bezos google google the guys that started google just happened to be a burning man and we're picked through burning man burning man has become this like new age kind of like bohemian bohemian grove dude that's where they go all to get weird and they pick out who the next leaders are it's it's been well documented man well, when you talk about Facebook, and obviously um, the life log story is out there, what I always bring up, and you can actually go to the movie and say, man, that Timberlake character, huh? He's got moves. Well, actually, <laughs> that Timberlake character is a guy named Sean Parker. And Sean Parker was recruited by the CIA at 16. Now, the lore goes that he didn't take the job with the CIA. But I got news for you. If the CIA wants you to work for him at 16 years old, you work for him. Whether you Justin know Justin Timberlake? So Justin Timberlake plays a guy in that social network thing who's actually oh, Sean Parker, okay, the Timberlake character. So Sean Parker gets recruited by the CIA at 16 years old. Now, again, he turns it down. But then that summer, I believe he gets paid $80,000 to essentially do what the CIA recruited him to do at a private company. Now, we also know through signature reduction and other programs, there are shell companies that are created by these intelligence agencies. So yep. hey, maybe he did. Maybe he said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to work for you. They get you anyway. Then the same guy, Sean Parker creates Napster. <laughs> so recruited by the CIA, didn't do it. 80 grand as a teenager creates Napster. Napster morphs into Spotify. That's what that is. So Napster becomes Spotify. Now, even before that, they say, Mr. Parker, <laughs> they say, Mr. Parker, we love you. We're going to get you involved in Facebook. 
So he gets in there with Facebook as one of the initial investors at the same time going to the Bilderberg meeting for the first time. And he gets in there with another investor called Peter Thiel. <laughs> and Peter Thiel happens to be a steering member of Bilderberg. So just based on that, do you think that Facebook is just a company and has no government involvement? I mean, you'd have to be in la-la fucking land, Sam. Dude, I can go deeper, bro. <laughs> I can go deeper and weirder. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> if you watch how Pornhub skyrocketed and you watch what it does, like Pornhub is literally the 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 fastest a website ever got to 550 million uh, visitors. It's the fastest any company ever done. And just think about what it does, dude. Think about what it did. It took pornography and made it free. For the first time ever, you didn't have to pay for it. It made it free and it clipped up. And then all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, you're just getting these recommendations that keep bringing into weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder stuff. So what do we know about this stuff? They monitor you. They want to find out who's into the weird. If we know anything from the Jeffrey Epstein, uh, this whole saga, which I'm loving all these bots pushing back on me that it wasn't a Mossad honeypot. You're right. You're right. Okay. You just, it's just been talked about by everybody, but you bot silly bots. But if you watch them, dude, they just blew, they have giant lawyers. You couldn't sue them and they would just cut everything up. And now for the first time, pornography is readily available very quickly clipped up. And then you start getting into these, like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a drug problem and a sex addiction. I went pretty, I was setting high scores on Pornhub. I was, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you could get like medals and badges for the amount of pornography you watch. I was like a level 97 dick wizard, right? But the point was like, <laughs> You would get into the you would watch these clips and they were like compilation videos that were like Hollywood level editing. Like you're like, this isn't a dude sitting at home just doing like you're talking about high level compilation videos. OK, so now now and now they got what Pornhub get in trouble for having uh, videos of people uh, being sexually assaulted on there and then underage pornography wow isn't that crazy now they can see who's watching those videos and who's commenting on those videos in the comment section and then they can find out who's into what and who's into where and if you're into something that maybe you have desire for power later on down the line they could set it up and blackmail you so now let's take a look at pornhub versus MySpace and Facebook versus OnlyFans now. Now OnlyFans is like they're imploding Pornhub and OnlyFans is growing out of nowhere. And now everybody's got an OnlyFans thing. Now everyone's got some dirt going on. Now they can blackmail you left and right. Now they have your your credit card information. It just it's all And it's right normalizing there. by the way when when you when you make the jump from Pornhub and, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of obviously home stuff on Pornhub, but to the individual business of OnlyFans, you further normalize the monetary transactions of sexual behavior. You know, whether yeah. or not it's, you know, just a video of, hey, here's my, here's my shakies, let's go, or blah, 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 into, you know, three guy, you know, gang, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's normalizing all that behavior. Oh, I got an OnlyFans, it's not a big deal, you know, I only show my butt but I get money for it. And we've never had that in our society other than through either the direct 
direct prostitution or are you prostituting yourself through the entertainment industry or modeling industry, etc.? You know, you either did it in your personal life on a small level or you got into the, the big Satan game. Now... We've bridged all that, just like we bridge it with social media. You talk about how it's not as big a deal to be on a TV show, right? There are people like yourself that have a much bigger presence just in the podcast arena, or somebody like Tim Dillon, who's a megastar in social media, right? He doesn't need a TV show at all. Why would he? He's way bigger than that. To people on OnlyFans having that same thing and people looking at that and saying, I can do that too. And I think... It's detrimental, man. I think that, you know, we it's ruined relationships as well. I mean, from I mean, if everybody has an OnlyFans, you're looking at women who are every every interaction between them and the opposite sex is a monetary uh, exchange. And that that's great until you have nothing to exchange. And that happens to all of us. We eventually grow older and it's less less. You know, we just leave our sexual pride. That just happens, man. But and now you have social media. You have you have people like you're you're in a relation with somebody and you're fighting all the time and you have a thousand dudes telling you they would give anything for you. It's so much harder to stay in a relationship. Sexual expectations are much higher. You're like, what are you into? What weirdness are you into? It's ruined the relationship. And it's all been done purposefully, man. When you make a transaction, everything a transaction between men and women, you you you're 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 setting up certain expectation that isn't healthy. No, it isn't. And, and that's the thing. We used to live in a society where behavior was actually transactional. Like we we talk now all the time about oh you're you're so much more than your looks, right? At least back in like the 90s, I could admit I was shallow, but I needed something more. Now we act, we virtue signal that your 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 worth is not what you look like, right? We're not allowed to fat shame or, you know, talk about reality. But then we're driven into a situation where we're paying <laughs> for transactional sex with not, let's be honest, there are people that are into the tubbies, the BBWs out there, but not for the most part. That's not what's being celebrated, right? It's that inversion of reality. It's that facade of, oh, we're, we're doing the right thing. No, you're doing the opposite of the right thing. And it used to be, man, I want to take a pretty girl out on a date, but that date wasn't just the popcorn and the movie. It was how you got along and whether you liked spending time with each other afterwards. <laughs> and then you would, you know, watch something on VHS or DVD back in the day. You actually had to hit the pause button, have a physical thing. You know, you talk to your girlfriend on the phone. Remember that? Remember, oh no, you hang up? Fucking, they don't even pick up the phone. You'd be in a, you could be in a, three and a half year relationship and they just won't answer right you know what i mean or even a three-month relationship that you think is going well and you're the weirdo for wanting to have a phone conversation a phone conversation i totally agree i totally agree and it's just it's getting weird now ultimately i think we you should you know i mean they, I, I don't think prostitution should be illegal i think it's a transaction and whether you want to participate in it or not it's super capitalistic the thought of i mean because if you kind of take a look at it jason prostitution's illegal sugar dating totally legal and what's the <laughs> difference between prostitution and sugar dating rich girls rich girls sugar date poor girls do uh, uh prostitution and you're throwing the poor it's another w war against the low lower class poor people same thing with the drug wars i mean how many times we see rich people 
they, they're, they're, you know, they're getting busts all the time. They get, they, they get, you know, uh, uh, they have to go on, you know, they don't get any jail time. And then you look at poor people. I mean, people, there are poor people rotting in jail for selling weed. So ultimately, I don't believe that it should be illegal. I think it should be legal. But at the end of the day, what, what are the ramifications of your actions? How are you going to interact with people once you start setting this precedence? And it's just the way it is, man. It's like when you're a stand-up comic. It's real hard to go to a day job when your whole life you've been just talking shit all the time. And now suddenly you got to zip it up and play ball. It's a real hard transition. So that's the stuff that we're working on. That That's stuff that, that's happening right now. But I want to kind of finish it up here with uh, censorship because you've been talking a lot about censorship. And I've dealt with censorship. I have two weeks until I get one of my second strikes taken away. They have been striking me. They strike me before I even upload the video. I'm, they're just watching me. They're just looking for a reason. I've had to pull tinfoil hat completely off of YouTube. I'm lucky I have these other podcasts that kind of fit into what they're looking for. Broken Sin, Cash Daddies. These are cleaner, nicer. Uh, you know, I'm not like questioning the power structure of everything, but I've had to take it off. It has hurt my business. It has hurt my business. I, I've seen friends of mine who were on my level thriving right now. Half my audience left Tim Fall Hat at first because I didn't, I couldn't ha have those, those views. Because stuff that I was getting, we got a strike for ivermectin on a comedy podcast, just a mention of the word struck. And now I, I got to go until January 1st or else I'm, I'm screwed. So I'm not putting anything on there until that strike goes away. But it's just like, so we have all these things coming out, all misinformation, misinformation that today we know is a misinformation. And my biggest problem is, and this is with Instagram, it's just like if you had a rule for everybody, I would be almost okay with it. But it's not. It's rules for thee and not for me. I know so many people. I mean, like, listen, I got I got a ding. I got I lost an Instagram uh, account because I posted a picture of Hillary Clinton's camel toe, okay? And they they ding they they took my account away. There are giant Instagram accounts dedicated to just camel toe. That's it. There's just camel toe, and they got like three hundred thousand followers, and they're they're selling ads, and they're they're sponsored. They're doing fine. I get taken down. That's not a one rule. I'm just saying a rule for everybody, and that goes back into again cultural Marxism starting to get us all to fight with each other. Well, the censorship is real. Like you said, um, there are certain terms that you can no longer talk about. It has hurt me in the respect of, you know, you talked about guys like me and you being able to chug along and grow. It, it becomes very, very hard to grow when they just censor you, right? And uh, I was gaining it's so hard, dude. Gaining traction during the Epstein thing again. I knew that the Epstein thing was coming back. I did a couple videos on that. All of a sudden, my channel started exploding again. YouTube didn't like that. So uh, they gave me the one fraudulent strike, which I was able to overturn because they took away my channel without uh, the ability for me to appeal. That was the fourth time they'd taken away my channel, okay? Fourth time they've taken away my channel, not strikes, literally deleted it. So the fourth time they've done it, and I challenged them on it, and luckily, because I got the Burmese Brigade up behind me, I had a couple hundred retweets, uh, you know, some prominent people out there, shout out to Ben Askren, anybody with the followers that was willing to do it, did it. And I said I was going to get my channel back, 
and I did. <laughs> and then, um, basically, seven hours after I got my channel back, I was in the middle of an Epstein stream showing uh, the never-before-seen photographs that they entered into evidence, and they cut me again, live, on the air. And they gave me another third strike for a video about Andrew Capo Cuomo months ago. I think eight months ago. And then by morning, they'd hit me with a fourth strike. So right now, I actually have four strikes. I told them I was going, I was refusing to even um, appeal the other two until the first two were removed that were completely unjust. I provided a thread for why they were unjust. They deleted that thread. I'm, I don't want to appeal these because I think they're waiting for me to appeal so they can give me the third strike and just delete my channel. I'm not going to give them that opportunity. Um, I got a couple days. I think I'm going to throw myself a, a mini doc to show people where this censorship uh, has gone, how there are numerous channels saying the same thing that Jason Burmis are saying, but because they have a following and they don't say other things that I say, they're allowed to keep their channel. They're allowed to be monetized, right? But again, that's why we got to keep speaking up. And I get it. Everybody's like, move away from YouTube. I have. You know, I'm, I'm fully devoted to Rockfin. Thank God for Rockfin. Without Rockfin, I wouldn't be able to survive, right? But at the same time, right now on Rockfin, we got 220 people watching live, which is great. But Sam Tripoli and Jason Burmis on the InfoWarrior on YouTube, that's 1,200, maybe 1,500 live, baby. <laughs> it could happen. You know what I mean? 100. It is the marketplace, brother. And so we're in this kind of weird place right now, right? Because it's like... You don't want the government to come in and regulate, okay? But you also, we have to, Jimmy Dore says it all the time. These things are utilities, man. They're utilities. And even let's go back seven to the 70s. Let's say a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Don't agree with his policies. Hate that organization. But that organization was allowed to use the phone still. They never cut their phone out. They were allowed to do business. I mean, we're talking about medical tyranny. We're not talking about race and hate and hating people. I mean, I do politically incorrect stuff, but it's to point out the hypocrisy of politically incorrect. I love everybody. All are part of the universal consciousness. I love everybody, man. I love everybody. I will march with everybody where tyranny is fucking pounding on. I will march with you, man. But dude, they didn't take away the phone. You you could still get power in your house no matter what you were convicted of. You still get heat in your house. These are utilities, man. This is Main Street business. As much as I love these other organizations, I mean, these other platforms, they're growing exponentially. But for some reason, people, and no matter how much they complain about it, won't leave YouTube. Well, here's the deal. I, I, dude, I do yoga on YouTube all the time. I do yoga on YouTube all the freaking time i hate it but it's like hey man cassandra let's do some yoga right <laughs> and it's just it's main street it's where you go to set up shop and listen man i don't know if you've ever watched businesses okay a business on the main street versus a business that's 50 feet down on a side street it's a totally different traffic man yeah I agree. I, I would disagree on the utilities, but I would agree in the sense that they have to be treated like real companies that can be sued. You can't sue these people for violating their own terms of service and all this selective enforcement. So I, I think, again, taking away their uh, inability to have legal challenges, that would be a huge thing because guys like me would throw out the lawsuits and obviously win because you could point out 
how many times of the hypocrisy of one outlet being able to say something and put something out. For instance, props to Forbes. Let me say this, props to Forbes. You put Ron Johnson's full 30-plus minute presentation in front of the Senate from last week on your platform. It now has millions of views, and YouTube couldn't take it down. If I played 90 seconds, any 90 right. seconds. I totally agree, man. Any 90 seconds of that on any video, I would immediately be taken down for medical misinformation. Okay, only because Forbes did it as an authoritative source was it not taken down. So I think that we have to continue to show this hypocrisy. I think that we have to, first of all, we have to explain to people again, YouTube is just another extension of Google, just another extension of the military industrial complex and that Trojan horse civilian system that's being used to control you. That's it. Okay, it is not a business just because something is um, distributed via the Nasdaq or um, the Wall Street marketplace does not mean it's a private business. That is that is a falsity. That thing is so fucking rigged that in the beginning of COVID-1984, they shut it down like a dozen times. They just said, nope, crashing. Nope, we're not going to do it. Nope. And while that was happening, Sam, you know, I predicted probably my strongest prediction of this whole thing in the very beginning. I said, you know what? No matter what, we are going to see the rich and powerful consolidate power and get more rich and powerful as we get less and less wealth. And that happened. And that happened. And that's why they don't care that they're paying 20% over. Because it's not about how much they spend. It's how much of the resources that they actually acquire. Well, because you know. it's not, dude, here's the whole thing. Uh, real quick, I got a couple comments, okay? First of all, you, they don't they don't care how much they're paying because they're using funny money. Like, you know, the, the, the fractional reserve banking allows them to lend out fake money with zero dollars now. It used to be like for every one dollar, you can loan out ten dollars for every one dollar. You don't even need the one dollar anymore. You can just create fake money out of nowhere give out these debt give out these loans to people that are in no way in a place to be able to pay off these debts right so what happens i, I go to the bank hey man uh i, I want to buy this house what do you do uh, i sell fruit on the sidewalk oh sounds like a business here's a million dollars buy a house i get in a house it's adjustable bang all of a sudden i got a $10,000 mortgage I can't pay because I sell fruit. And there's nothing wrong with selling fruit, man. It's like whatever you got to do to take care of your family. But I should never gotten that loan in the first place. So what does the bank do? The bank takes back a real asset. That's the problem with the Federal Reserve and the Central Bank. They're printing monopoly money and taking back real assets you are competing against your own government to buy a house it's being done purposefully that's what's happening right now they're totally messing with you and it's just like it's just where it's at so either we wake up or else it's gonna i think i think people are waking up more and more I think they're waking up more and more. Uh, I think going after, there's always going to be some idiot moms out there. And we see those sad memes about moms bragging about getting their kids, uh, uh, you know, a, a shot. And then bam, the kid's no longer with us. I don't know what to tell you. It's super tragic. I don't know why you would even think about doing that with your children, but you do. And uh, it makes me sad. I don't know. We're living in crazy times, dude. But I think we're going to win, bro. I really do. I think at the end of 2022, you're going to see a real opening. And that's my opinion, where we are today versus a year from now. 
my humble opinion. Well, I hope you're right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too optimistic about it, but I'm optimistic about my own life and fighting back. I think we live in the post-truth world. I think they're prepared for this. I think that this is the battle for humanity's very soul, that we have to fight this transhumanist agenda, um, that they are pushing and pushing and pushing some more. And I think that, uh, look, we're going to have to navigate it. I think that, uh, unfortunately, I don't know that you're going to be able to battle back in New York State. I don't know that California is going to be able to battle back. But at some point, we have to hit critical mass um, and... That's it. I, I'm not. I'm not injecting my stuff with Defense Department tech. I'm not taking a chip. I'm not gonna access places through a QR code. It's a hundred percent fucking no for me. So if that means I'm not part of society, I'm also not willingly going to your little camp or your relocation center. That's where the rubber hits the road. It's already yeah. hit the road. In so many westernized countries that people better get ready and buckle the truck up. And, uh, you know, Sam, I I'm just so happy that we, you know, it's probably been like three three years probably now since we did our first broadcast together. I think it was 2019. Making memories. Or 18 maybe. Yeah, yeah making memories. And I just, dude... I want to end it on this. You know, I hope that you have an awesome holiday. I know you got two little you babies too, in there. You know, I got my two nieces with me, and we're just trying to we're trying to do the best we can, man. You know, I, I had a great time going to see my niece sing at her uh, recital and seeing her smile up there with seventy five kids in a packed auditorium. Still broke my heart a little bit that a dozen of those kids were in masks because their parents are so fucking far gone, lost. And you can't do anything about Listen, man, you can't save everybody. And everybody ha has free will to decide how they want to live their life. Are you living your life to live? Or are you living your life not to die? I live in the place where I live to live. And I don't fear death because I think we live multiple lives. That's a different show. But a lot of these people live in the scarcity. I live in abundance. And I practice abundance in everything I do. And I think we have a bright, bright future. Listen, I'm going to end it on this, man. There are rules to the universe, man. And these rules are much bigger than scumbags like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. They can have all the money in the world. They're, they still have to play within the rules of the universe. And what they're doing is scarcity. It's not abundance. Abundance lets you thrive. Scarcity crashes and burns. And, we, you know, this whole thing about, oh, man, empires fall because we get loose morals. Empires fall because power and money get consolidated at the top and the base crashes and burns. It's not because people start living their life and being more honest about who they are. It's because the greed at the top is so heavy, okay? And listen, I personally think with the internet, even with all the censorship, information is getting out. It's so big. Even though I, I saw that video, the, is the internet dead? I think there is something to that. But there is a lot of voices out there and they're spreading. It's not just uh, us two. There's so many wonderful people out there working their asses off to get the word out. And I think we're winning and because we're spreading abundance. And I think in the long run, that's what's going to end up. Klaus Schwab is a, a, a is a speck of shit to the universe. He can't. He's not bigger than the universe. And I think we're gonna win. That's kind of my opinion. 
Jason, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate doing your show. I'm sorry about the dogs in the background, uh, but this is life, brother. And I look forward to, uh, have we ever met in person, by the way? No, man, and we do. We need to. We need, You know what? My ex is trying to get me to come out to California, but I don't think I can handle it, man, because I'll just have too many freak-out moments. I won't wear a mask. I won't Go do it. Go meet her in San Diego, bro. Meet her. Don't meet her in L.A. Don't meet her in, in, uh, She's in Glendale. The rest of the state, nobody else is... Glendale, Glendale is L.A., bro. Yeah, I know. Glendale like, is L.A. Tell her to meet you in San Diego. Spend a weekend with her. She says she wants to go San to Diego's- Huntington Beach. I don't know, bro. I, like I said, I, t- I tried to say, hey. Huntington Beach is wide open, bro. They, they, they're not playing by, they're not playing the game, dog. All right. I'm going to tell you, it's L.A., San Francisco. San Diego ain't playing the game. Huntington Beach, Orange County ain't playing the game. It's L.A. and San Francisco. Cause that's where all the beta dictators move to, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why they do. You know, they're losing, bro. Well, that's I'll tell you opinion. what, man. Maybe if you uh, end up going to Buffalo, maybe I, I'll take a trip to New York, even though that's a ways away from. I, you're a Cortland guy, you know, like yeah, <laughs> around that upstate area. But I, I would love to meet you in person, Sam. Uh, but until then, brother. I, I mean, again, thank you for doing my show. I would like people to go to samtripoli.com and check out. Check his it events. out, son. That's a lot of at. greatness there. Check out my specials. Check out my dates. I'm coming to a city near you to drop the hammer of the gods. Okay. Taking them arrows, dog. Love you very much, Jason. Thank you guys. And uh, I have one more show after this, and then we're done for the year. So thank you guys. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Later on. And there was Sam Tripoli, everybody. I love Sam. He's a bad mother trucker. I had a really good time. I want to remind everybody I'm a documentary filmmaker. All my documentary films, Loose Change, Final Cut, Fabled Enemies, Invisible Empire, A New World Order to Find, and Shade the Motion Picture are free right here, right now on Rockfin, also in the playlist section over at YouTube. I want to thank everybody who tipped during the broadcast, and there's another way that you can help out this broadcast other than the GoFundMe down below. Just follow Jason Burmis at Jason Burmis, and I think that we are now six likes away, only six likes away from breaking a hundred on this awesome video of Rockfin taking out YouTube. Hit it. Oh, you got the business. Are you kidding me? It misses with the kick, but hits the spinning back fist. He is out. He is out. So that's going to wrap it up. We like the Rockfin, and we love you, Burmis Brigade. Without you, none of this would be possible. It is not about left or right. It is always about right and wrong, and we will see you on the flip side. Thank you to Sam Tripoli one more time. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.